Hey there, goal setting and getting mama in midlife. I'm so glad you are here and that you're ready to craft and create some new goals right here in this community of mamas and mimis in midlife. Call to fulfill our God-given purpose in this beautiful world. Hi, I'm Monica Ludicky, the voice behind the Goal Crafter podcast, founder of Shared Goals Consulting, former six-figure executive in the wellness world, wife, mom, mimi, most importantly, a lover of Jesus. I built this space for you. I come to you eager to help you, serve you, lift you up on your goal setting and getting journey. Now, let's settle in and jump into this episode of the Goal Crafter Podcast. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Goal Crafter Podcast. This is Monica and I will take you through a few of the thoughts that I have written down on subconscious beliefs today. So far, I have captured seven reasons why it would be a really good idea for you and for me to unearth our subconscious belief systems. These uh, subconscious beliefs hold tremendous power in our lives because the subconscious is at work 100% of the time. Science has so much to learn about the subconscious mind, but You know, it's generally accepted now that it's responsible for about 95% of how our body functions and the daily habits and actions that we take, as well as the thoughts that we repeatedly think. The conscious mind is only responsible for the remaining 5%. So did you know that your conscious mind shuts off every time you go to sleep? But the subconscious mind, like I said, it still goes and goes and goes 100%. When we work, we play, we rest, enjoy things, we visit with others, we study, we think, we cook, we worship, we drive, we exercise, we worry, we laugh, we love. The beliefs that reside in our subconscious minds direct it all. I mean, we're literally on autopilot with a lot of it. Knowing this, it would be prudent to periodically call into question a belief that may be at the root of some behavior that maybe you'd like to change. For example, do you work long hours because you believe it's what's done at your company? Or is it because you have a tiny little hidden belief in your subconscious mind that insists the only way to get ahead, to earn more money, to get a promotion is to work really long hours. You might even have one that says you're not efficient enough to get the job done without working longer than your peers. Only you can know. But these unexamined beliefs could be holding you back. They could be sabotaging your success. They could be keeping you stuck and You know, they could basically just be working against you in the life that you want to have as opposed to for you. And if there's something that you want to change and you're unaware of the beliefs that are driving your behaviors, it could be difficult. Willpower alone won't do it because willpower waxes and wanes based upon feelings and emotions. When you are, when your energy level is low, your willpower is hard to muster. But when you unearth a belief that is a root cause of some behavior you'd like to change, then you can literally create a new belief 
to give you momentum to make lasting change. Here's an example. As a left-handed person, I found it really difficult to do many of the creative activities that were a part of life in the household I grew up. My mom tried to teach me. She tried to teach me how to sew, and I took home ec in high school. But anytime I sat down with a sewing project, it just created this anxiety in me, in my stomach. And then there was crocheting. Crocheting was pure frustration. Turns out scissors at the time, probably the sewing machines too, were made for right-handed people. And watching a right-handed person move a crochet needle here, there, and, you know, up and down, well... Let's just say I couldn't translate it from right to left. As a result, I grew up with this belief that I, Monica, was not creative. And I would tell you that too. I would tell, tell people at work. I would tell people, my neighbors, my friends, I just wasn't creative. And I said it so much that people started repeating it back to me, which confirmed it all the more. But then one day, I was at a motivational event for work, and the speaker, I think it was... Um, John Maxwell, he said, everyone is creative. It just looks differently in different people. Well, I latched onto that for some reason, and it became a sort of mantra for me. And I began to tell myself I was creative, even though in my heart of hearts, when I first started saying it, I didn't really believe it. But I had these little cards on my desk at the time, and I would read them every day. They would tell me all the ways I was creative. Well, it turned out I started to believe it because I started to see that creativity looks a lot different for different people. In my family, all of my, my brothers, all of them are good with woodworking. They can just do incredible things with wood. My mom and my sister are good with crafting, you know, the crocheting, the knitting, the the uh, sewing, they're really good with that. My creativity is in words. I am really good with creating content and writing. And so I began to write and I began to speak. And as you know, even podcast, you know, when I was working, I developed marketing slogans, I created product titles, content, business names, you name it. I even Learn to decorate some pretty fabulous presents. So creativity can show up in your life in different ways. And once I became a believer in this, well, I was off to the races. So becoming aware of the belief patterns that drive your life can be like flipping a switch that brings light to hidden talents and skills that you possess that might otherwise stay buried. Subconscious beliefs, remember, are largely developed when we're kids, when we're babies even, toddlers and young kids. After studying about the subconscious mind for years, one of the concepts about it that is always top of mind for me around my grandkids is that babies, toddlers, and children up to about the age of seven or maybe eight have a completely open mind, which is receiving all of its cues and prompts from the environment. They observe how people interact, especially parents and siblings, They learn words at a rapid pace, and they begin to understand the concepts of right and wrong, and they believe what they see and hear, all of it. All five senses are receiving buckets full of information. Think about it. We say things like, you're such a good baby. You shouldn't eat that much at one time. I said, be quiet. Hey, money does not grow on trees. Don't talk to strangers. She's such a brat. Be careful. We can't afford to do that. 
You did a great job. You're going to have a great life. I love you. You're so smart. You can do hard things. I believe you can do it. You're so clumsy. You make me sick. You make me happy. I'm so glad you're here. I could go on and on, but these are a few common phrases many kids hear thousands, thousands of times in their first eight years. It says in the Bible that the power of life and death is in the tongue. And when you understand that subconscious beliefs are being formed based in part on what is repetitively heard, you can begin to see the magnitude of help or harm that you and everyone around you has been subjected to over time. Subconscious beliefs affect our health, our wealth, and our state of mind. Subconscious beliefs are creating programs that run our lives, causing us to habitually think, act, and react the same way, day after day after day, from the way we feel and operate physically to our bank accounts to our emotional states. Subconscious beliefs are the reason behind them all. Occasionally, I remember a favorite aunt of mine commenting when I was a young child that I was so skinny. For all of my life, I have remained thin, cognizant of staying fit and healthy through all my daily habits of exercise, swallowing supplements, and healthy eating. But I wonder if that comment planted a seed in my subconscious mind that has contributed all these years to my pretty disciplined habits in this area of my life. Conversely, what if that same aunt had told me that I needed to eat more and gain some weight? So a slightly different take on what I heard. Might my little subconscious mind have taken that idea from my favorite aunt and created a belief that led me to being unhealthy and overweight? Maybe, maybe not, but I think probably so. Did you know that your feelings and emotions can be triggered by your subconscious beliefs? Feelings and emotions, both positive and negative ones, can be triggered by exposure to words and memories and music and sights and smells, anything from your five senses. Have you heard or smelt something that immediately shifted your mood either up or down? I have. Here's an example for myself. I still cringe a little bit when I hear loud or angry arguments, even if I don't know the people engaged in it. Some sort of feeling, some nameless fear comes over me, which is, it feels really uncomfortable. I have come to believe that this stems from my earliest childhood when hearing my dad raise his voice to my mom or my brothers for some reason was absolutely terrifying to me. I don't know why it just was. Even into my 50s, if my dad would raise his voice, it kind of got to me. On the other hand, smelling a faint waft of cigarette smoke, maybe drifting on the breeze around me, can instantly kind of warm my heart and even sometimes make me smile a little bit because it reminds me of the safety and, and the love I felt early in the morning growing up, knowing that my dad was near just inside the next room. So I associate that with him. Awareness of underlying beliefs that work in us can help us to accept or reject the feelings and emotions that arise when exposed to such triggers. And this can improve your life immensely once you form the habit of questioning why things trigger such strong feelings and emotions in you.
The thing about subconscious beliefs is they are subconscious. They're under the surface, but you can identify them and replace them even with new beliefs. Once you become aware of one that doesn't serve you, it can be released and replaced with a belief that is conducive to the change you want to see in your life. You know, I have such a fond place in my heart for Bob Proctor. He's just a legend in the field of personal development. And in particular, he knew, he really knew the subconscious mind. And he taught that the only way to create a new belief is through repetition. He taught his students to write down on an index card the new belief that they wanted to have using the emotions of happiness and gratitude to give it energy within their own subconscious mind. So for example, if a belief that you hold is that you do not have enough of something, whether it be flexibility, money, respect, love, you name it, you would write a statement in the present tense such as this. I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm loved and adored by my husband, my children, and my family. Next, you would repeat this to yourself morning, noon, and night, and randomly any time that came to mind. Every day, day after day, no matter what the evidence around you shows, you would continue the process. And he taught that eventually the repetition of the idea would be accepted and internalized by your subconscious mind and a new belief would be born. And then it would go to work automatically, putting you on autopilot so that you would become, you would start to see evidence of that eventually in your life. He used to say, and I concur, that the time will pass anyway, so why not just give it a try? The last thing, last point that I'll cover today and then I'll sign off because I've been going at this for a while this morning is that subconscious beliefs can be your ally. They don't have to be your enemy or your nemesis. One of the best things about them, I think, is that we can actually examine them and we can either accept or reject them. And then we release them and replace them with the beliefs that serve us. Replacing um, old belief patterns with new ones that serve you and your goals is simple, but I would say that it's not easy. It requires a commitment, a decision, and a commitment to do the work. And only you can decide whether it's worth the effort on your part to do the work, to uncover what lies deeply hidden in your subconscious mind as a limiting belief. If you do decide to do it, then you can replace those old beliefs with the new ones, and repetition is your best weapon for the task. You and I are not doomed to be victims of the ideas and beliefs instilled in our subconscious mind when we were too defenseless as youngsters to protect ourselves. We can reinforce our desires and our goals by writing and repeating what we want for ourselves and how we see ourselves. I heard it said recently that the greatest nation in our world is our imagination, and I love that. That is some real truth. So when you combine your imagination for what you want with writing and repeating it to yourself, well, eventually you'll create the habit of believing what is good and what is helpful to yourself. Remember, writing out words engages your conscious mind, not your subconscious. It engages your conscious mind, which goes to work to create a picture or an image 
of the words that you just wrote. And then your imagination can pick up the image and it can add all the detail and the dimension and the whispers of your five senses to it, how it will look, smell, how it will taste, how it will feel, even how it will sound. Your, your imagination can do all that for you. And in the process, it creates a kind of an emotional response in you that actually further imprints the original thought that you wrote down into your subconscious mind. Remember, Jesus said, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes. So be persistent, be intentional, be imaginative. Let your subconscious mind be your ally on living your best life. Stop it in its tracks when you notice that it is not working to serve you. There's so much that is written and known about the subconscious mind and the subconscious beliefs, limiting beliefs, and friendly beliefs. And I'm sure there's more to be learned. In fact, I uncovered some, some notes that I took back in 2016 that get into the biology of how all of this work and, you know, neuropeptides and neural pathways and all of those things that kind of contribute to this. But the main thing is we have a subconscious mind and it's always working on our behalf. It doesn't, it's not uh, discriminatory. It has no choice but to act on and create habitual patterns for us based upon the inputs it receives. So that old saying, garbage in, garbage out, make sure, do all that you can to put, set yourself up for success by continually feeding your subconscious mind the good that you desire. And refrain from any of the toxicity that may be in your environment. Put up a barrier to it. Remove yourself from it. Do all that you can to protect this precious resource. Amen? Okay. I, uh, I know I've gone on for a long time this morning. I appreciate that you hung in with me. I pray that as you go about your day today, you become more and more aware of the thoughts and the feelings that are driving your behaviors. Try not to be so automatic in all of your thinking and your thoughts. I pray that Jesus will bless you and keep you and encourage you and put in you a joyful spirit for what is before you today and every day. In his name, amen. That's all I have for you today. Now go out, ladies, and get your goals. Did you enjoy this episode of the Goal Crafter Podcast? Or do you know a midlife mama who needs a boost on her goal setting and getting journey? Well, take a screenshot today and share this with her and with your community. And don't forget, I really appreciate it when you take time to give me a review. Want even more? You can find me at sharedgoalsconsulting.com where I frequently add free resources to serve my fellow goal setters and even post up a few of my favorite photos of my munchkins. That's it for today, mamas and mimis. Be blessed.